when I when I'm in the scared or worried state, it's hard to hear that. So I my work is to to be more centered and peaceful so I can hear my truth. Welcome. It's Amelia Andalion, yoga and meditation teacher. It's Monday, November 30th, 2020. And the voice you just heard was Danielle Jokinen, our guest today from Minneapolis. Danielle is a life and spiritual coach, the founder of Yad Yoga, which is your own determination yoga. She's the owner of Minnesota Power Yoga. She's a certified Baptist teacher. And when she is not working, she loves spending time with her daughter, her boyfriend, loves being outside in nature and making food for friends and family. Danielle definitely is a connector. She loves bringing people together and her mission is to awaken and inspire all to be their true authentic selves and live in optimal health, integrity and happiness. She wants to guide people to their purpose so that they can live a life of creation and contribution. And you'll hear this message, her purpose, you'll hear this in her story today, actual several, several stories. My original intention to interview Danielle was to talk to her, her experience as a yoga studio owner and her experience during COVID and being in Minneapolis and how her studio has been affected by the riots and, and all of that. And this episode included her experience of the George Floyd incident, which happened about a block away from her studio and, and where she lives. And it's a really, really enlightening episode. I learned so much listening to her. And I really appreciate this this conversation to hear hear from somebody that was there at like ground zero that was there where it actually was happening in her neighborhood. And, and also I appreciate keeping this message alive that, that it matters to care about our, our black brothers and sisters. And yeah, it was really, really an important interview. And I'm so excited for you to, to hear her voice. And I wanna mention about Thanksgiving because it just happened a couple of days ago and my experience and my family's experience actually was surprisingly positive and i attribute it to our setting and intention so i had a request for our family even though we could not have our extended family we did not have anyone actually at our house we had the three of us myself my husband and my daughter and the intention was to make it the best thanksgiving that we could <laughs> given whatever the circumstances were and not compared to what our past Thanksgiving had been and not wishing or, or getting stuck on being upset that we were not having a big gathering, that we didn't have a lot of food, that we didn't like all of that we could have focused on. And instead of focusing on what we did not have, we kept our focus on the present moment, on what we did have. And it actually made it a really, really beautiful day. So I share that story to also invite you to do the same, to do that with every single day, whether it's a big holiday or not, and to let go of the big expectations because sometimes that's where that's where we can we can get derailed and get ourselves off center 
when we lose sight of the present moment. And right now I'm present to this great episode that I get to bring to you. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for being here. I'll be back. 30 seconds. Welcome, Danielle. I'm so happy to talk to you today and excited for our conversation for our listeners to get to know you. How are you doing today? Well, I am super grateful to be here. So thank you for having me and um, allowing me to drop in with you here today. I'm doing pretty fantastic. Oh, fantastic. That's that's a great word. <laughs> I'm really interested in hearing how teachers like you practice spiritual fitness to keep yourself, I guess, above the noise. That's one way I would phrase that. What does spirituality mean to you? And, um, and what does it mean to you when you hear the words being spiritually fit? Yes, absolutely. I love that you say that too about being above the noise because absolutely right now there is a lot of noise and a lot of um, noise that can drag you down. Um, so with that, I say spirituality, spirituality or the fitness of it is lived out experiences that you choose to strengthen um, your faith or strengthen your belief in something, something bigger than you. Um, I call it person, uh, spirituality is a personal relationship with, with divine, with nature, with universal oneness. Yeah. Thank you for that. And so people know where you are at. You are, you're currently in Minneapolis. Is that correct? Yep. Minneapolis, Minnesota. I know you and I, we were talking earlier and I was curious about what you experienced during the George Floyd incident and, and how, how, how was that experience for you and how did you cope? How did you cope with the news of, you know, the death of George Floyd and your city? And would you share about that? Yeah, absolutely. And like even talking about it still, there's stuff for me to continue to process and unravel and uncover because it's bigger than coping. I feel like it was just surviving um, with the incident. I literally drove past where it happened that morning. Um, I dropped my daughter off and I was driving home and could see so much commotion on that corner street, 38th in Chicago. And I could tell something happened. And then I drove home and I like heard the news and saw the, the you know, like the YouTube video that was out there and literally just, you know, brought me to my knees. Um, when something happens so horrific, specifically like blocks away from my home, it's so real. And it just, it, it still hits me to my core um, on like what, what is happening out there in like society and with humanity of causing so much separation, which causes so much pain to cause such a horrific incident. So to get through or cope with that is feel like I literally dropped to my like floor and my knees in my kitchen and feel like feel it feel the impact that it hit my body and my mind and you know how it impacted me personally too because I have a three-year-old daughter and so when you heard heard um George just scream for his mom right he couldn't breathe it it just was such a horrific real life like real life lived out experience that I lived out in so many of us in Minneapolis and the Twin Cities greater area 
experience in our city was shaken and in shock. Um, and with those experiences too, it's like the news plays out a certain story and you see the, the clips of YouTube and what have yous and you can get spun into this tailspin of what actually happened. And then it's like you step back or I step, step back and like what actually happened and what is being told and also what's not being told. And it's just feeling very, um, un, like not in control. Right. So you just, I can't, this was just a, such a horrific incident. Well, how can I stop this? And so, you know, and I'm, I'm listening to you and this was months and months ago. This is a long time ago. And I was not a block around the corner from where this happened. And I still feel shaken by it actually just, um, having this conversation with you. And, and I struggle with, you know, what can I offer to my students, to my family, even to myself? You know, when we have these big feelings, right? what, what do you suggest? Right. You know, it's a really big question. And I mean, it's a big question. Like, like, what could I have done? Right. What could I have done? It's like, okay. You know, and it's like, you know, the big question of be the change you want to see in the world in a way, right? How do you even start that? Um, and the biggest thing is feeling because it's, it's easy to want to just shut down um, and run away or avoid it or not look, right? Like pretend it didn't happen. Um, or pretend like the city wasn't burning down, right? Riots and looting and destruction. Like our city was on fire, like mail the um, post office burnt down that I go to the gas station on the corner of my street was you know burning down so it's just like what do you do and these were surreal times that um, I've never lived through before with so much chaos like literally chaos feeling super unsafe so it goes to me like the first chakra of feeling super unsafe um so how to get through that is obviously you need to feel safe, like survival. If your first chakra is not in alignment, life can be super scary. And then you can consistently live from that state. So number one is getting to a space where you feel safe and then feeling and then being able to maybe talk through emotions or talk what is happening or how are you feeling? Because I believe that everything that has happened up to a point with a certain per- with that certain person with me even specifically it's going to that situation is going to impact me differently than maybe somebody else too so we're collectively all going through a lot of shock and grief and worry and concern and just like what actually happening like questioning um so everyone is also trying to figure it out you know on their own in a way and what at times can also cause more separation um, when people get scared. So I think the biggest one is feeling safe and then allowing yourself to feel and express how you're feeling in a community to that, you know, will, will you will feel accepted and feel heard for who you are and what happened. So getting through those times of like what just happened and how do I move forward instead of freeze. It's like the fight or flight, right? Fight, fight or freeze. Um, which is common. And if you're living in that state, it's even maybe hard to get back to the rest and digest. And um, and from that place, there's no growth. So it can be easy just to want to run. And for listeners that don't know what the 
the first chakra is or the root chakra. Root chakra. Would you yeah, share, yeah. yeah, would you share a little bit about that and why it's important to yeah, absolutely. yeah, put some energy there. Root mm-hmm. chakra, you know, um, your root chakra, your where you are at home, like, you know, your surroundings, but also being, you know, safe and home in your body. Um, and I speak to that too, because I didn't feel safe, you know, in my home. Um, so I literally, I did go to my grandma's in Wisconsin um, to be safe because I have a three-year-old daughter and um, didn't feel super safe. So just taking that first step to get safe. Um, and then at times I felt bad. I'm like, I need to be there in my city. Um, and I wanted to, and raising a child with health conditions already, um, not even knowing if stores would be open or hospitals would be open. It's just like, I had to get her, I got to, had to be, had to find a safe space for her. And thank you so much for sharing about that, Danielle. I know that it's a it's a it's a big heavy a lot of big heavy feelings can arise around that topic and one thing i'm also acknowledging is that you know this is not a new this is not a new story it became a big story you know on the news but this has been happening in the black community for a long time mm-hmm. and um and it can be easy to turn a blind eye because it's uncomfortable because we don't want to, we want to feel happy and all peace, love and light and do that spiritual bypassing. And yet we, as yoga teachers, we teach compassion for others. So let's also bring that awareness of what's, what's happening in our, in our community. And um, thank you so much. I, I appreciate you speaking, speaking yeah, about that. No, thank you for bringing it up. And, you know, that's why I believe this practice is needed you know, more than ever to the yoga, the breath work, the coming together in community, um, mm-hmm. especially in, in, you know, in the city of Minneapolis too, and beyond every city got impacted by it. Obviously the riots and the looting continued elsewhere. Um, so it was, it was already this like bubbling up thing that was starting to happen anyways. And this incident just kind of brought it to the surface even more. So um, it, the time is to speak up and, you know, we, yes, we say, you, you know, inclusivity and bringing people together. And I do believe in that. And and then what actions are we taking, you know, to make that actually happen in real life too. So when I had to write my newsletter for my studio, it's like, I wasn't going to sugarcoat the whole incident. It was like, it's time to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just for listeners who don't know you and can't see you, they can't see you and they can't see me right now. So you are Caucasian. Yes. And I'm, I'm a person of color. I'm, I'm Asian. And what was, what was that like for you being a, a white person in that situation, being so close to it right. in your community? Yeah, I guess what I got to experience is that there is separation, you know, and I know there is. And um, I, I, I'm such a person to bring people together, regardless of the color of your skin, your background. Um, you know, I brought my studies of Yad to Africa, Africa Yoga Project, and I brought kid, you know, teachers from Africa Yoga Project over to my studio and welcome everybody in with open arms. And um, I'm blessed that I've been raised in such an inclusive family that we just we are so open to all backgrounds, you know, race and colors and um, religions, and and so with that what it hit me hard was like, wow, there is still so much 
separation and judgments and um, labeling just because of X, Y, or Z is in this person's life. Um, so that hit me pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, this was important to have this conversation. You know, I feel like in my own small way, my contribution is to keep this topic, this conversation alive. Because I know that there has been, you know, comments that, yeah, this is going to happen and it's going to be a big like breaking news. And then people are going to go on with their life and they're going to forget that this is this is still happening. And and in fact, it's still like with Walter Wallace, it just happened um, an incident just recently, I think it was yesterday that it happened as we're recording this episode right now. And, uh, and one, one small, um, you know, attempt to let the, the black community know that we have compassion and that we care and that we see in our own, in our own small way. Sometimes it feels so like not enough and not, not knowing exactly what to do. And, and, um, and knowing that for me, it's better than uh, ignoring it and doing nothing, doing nothing at all. Yep. I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And like you said, I, it's, I think it's different too when it happens in like it happened in my city of Minneapolis and it's what I've noticed when I see it happen in other cities. Yeah. It's easy to like forget that it happened and move on, you know, according to normal. Um, but thank you for wanting to continue to bring it up because you know, obviously it still impacts me and I know that everyone else is still walking around with unprocessed um, emotions and experiences that it brought up for them. So um, such as this experience, but what happens our whole life, you know, um, we get, we get busy with X, Y, or Z and we don't actually make the change or process or feel or heal of what actually happened. So um, you know, it, to me, it was just super sad that like, wow, this is still happening. Um, mm-hmm. History is repeating itself. And I thought we've changed, you know, so. Um, and I believe we can. So I do. Be- and I and I've said that in the past of like, you know what? Minneapolis has a really cool and powerful. I don't say cool, but just a really powerful community of humans and youth and um, individuals that I know can come together and are coming together to to rise above this. So. Um, so I am proud to say that, at least, too. Well, thanks, Danielle. And I know originally when we chatted about this episode, uh, I was impressed by how you shifted your mindset to a positive mindset when you chose to close your yoga studio. Yeah. And that was the original, that was the original um, conversation I wanted to have with you today, which I want, I want to move into next. And, um, and was that a result of, of the riots and everything that happened? And yeah. Um, well, I thank you for bringing that up too. I had the studio for seven years and, um, been through a lot having a yoga studio and, you know, speaking of uncertain times, I even had my daughter, she is three now, but she was in the NICU for five months. So I've also lived through uncertain times and my studio, you know, continued to thrive and make it through that. But I also continue to put it up to, you know, God's universe of like, if the studio is supposed to stay open, it will. And knowing that the studio isn't me, I don't label myself my studio. So, um, and trusting that I'll know the answer 
of, you know, when it's serving the community. And I know it con- it still continues to with the studio's, like, physical doors closed. Um, but my question was, do I keep the studio open or not um, with COVID? And <clears throat> the answer was yes when COVID first hit. And then George Floyd, you know, death and riots and looting um, really shook the city. Um, it just really shook the city and, you know, people were, got scared and it was super scary. And then my studio got broken into twice, you know, stuff was taken. Um, and then I just, I just kept asking the question, you know, like, is my studio supposed to stay open? And I believed it, it was as teachers, you know, came to teach and I'm a single mom, you know, raising my three-year-old with already health condition. So that was also scary a little bit there of, how can I teach in this pandemic as well? And, um, and then the last one was my, my business partner got cancer and it was stage, stage four cancer. And, uh, I kept asking the question and, um, then, you know, his, his cancer was inoperable and, um, and he's in a lot of pain. So he decided to exit the business, which, you know, he needed to do what was best for him and his family. And then I continued to be with the question and, you know, I sat and listened and I know I could work my way both directions. (laughs) I could inquire my way to keep it open and also shut it down. Right. Um, but I continued to sit and get quiet and trust. And the answer came was to close the studio. Um, and I trusted that. And I, and cause I continued to ask the question from a centered space, from a trusting space, and to me, what will be, will be. So I, you know, chose to close the studio, even though I wrestled with that answer and, you know, wanted to go the other way. Like, but I could keep it open because X, Y, and Z. Um, and I knew deep down the answer was to close it. So it's really just trusting. It's like leaping. It, it's the same as opening my studio. It seems the same feeling. Like I'm opening my studio. It's a trust. It's a leap of faith. It's a belief. Um that I will be okay. And, um, so it's a different outcome of closing the studio and I still know that I will be okay. That's an amazing story. I didn't know. I actually didn't know all the details. I didn't know about your business partner and, uh, and I knew I had a sense of the COVID and then the riots. And when you say that you were asking yourself the question over and over from a centered space, what 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 did that look like? What did it mean for you? What does it what does it take for you to feel centered before you ask the inquiry question? Yeah, like doing my practices, like getting to my yoga mat, doing or doing yod, um, meditation, um, like lighting a candle or burning sage, Palo Santo, like really making sure myself feels centered, or getting outside into nature, seeing like any signs or like you know the leaves, an animal, so really listening. Um, tuning into the listening to that quiet voice within. I say we have two voices, like call it our ego in a way, or a loud voice that can keep us distracted or our true centered voice, which is typically quiet, but also your true self. So just really allowing myself to tune into that voice more often and more frequently. Um, and when, I, when I'm when i in the scared or worried state, it's hard to hear that. So I, my work is to, to be more centered and peaceful so I can hear my truth come up. Um, or I sometimes I ask for a sign, like if I don't know the answer quite then, it's like, okay, if I see white feathers, um, that'll be my sign to X. Thank you for sharing that, Danielle. I loved hearing that about the feathers and and how you 
cultivate a, a space of listening, listening and focusing inward. Thank you so much. And now it's time for me and us to wrap up this episode. And would you share what are your top three ways to stay spiritually fit? And what is what is next for you? What's opening up for you now? Yeah, absolutely. So way to say spiritually fit is movement, um, typically yoga or yod for me in that realm. Um, meditation, prayer, and journaling, like getting pen to paper. Um, and getting outside, getting connected to nature, and also in community of like-minded individuals um, as well. And, and another thing I've been diving down into is really having a whole, like, clean um, diet. So to me is like, having a, a, my temple, uh, not only, like, the things I do, but having an internal, internal health as well. So um, filling up my body with nutrients in a rich dense um like fiber and nutrients just to fill my soul um so keeping my insides clean just as much as the outside um so that's spiritual fitness and then what's next for me is um going back to my roots of how I started even before I opened my yoga studio I was um doing a lot of life coaching so I'm tapping back into personal life coaching and adding on the spiritual coaching as well, which, you know, through yoga, through meditation, through conversation, through inquiry, um, and, and allowing yourself to align up to your true authentic self. So that's what's next for me. I'm also still doing my teacher training. I have one coming up in January and my yacht trainings and, um, you know, raising my three-year-old. So that's that's what's next for me. To me, it's very inspiring to see how, to see and hear your story of, you know, you could have chosen to, I don't know, just lay down and give up and I quit. You know, that that's one response. <laughs> that's a possibility. And then there's the other response of, you know, getting into your centered place and listening to what is possible. And it sounds like you're, you're creating yourself by going back to your roots, yeah. your spiritual coaching which uh, I want to learn more about that too. And so other people can connect with you and learn more. Oh, you know what? Before I go there, um, because I know there are listeners that don't know what Yod is. Yeah. I want to make sure. So can you speak to that real quick? Yeah, Yod is intentional movement. It's, it's a yoga class with high intentional interval training inside of it. It stands for your own determination, but not only to do high intense movement. It's also about your own determination to sit, to meditate. To me, it's finding these tools and practices that like awaken, awaken to your heart center, call it um, the dormant love inside your heart that's there. And using these practices of yoga, meditation, um, high intensity interval training to align up to that, align you up really to your um, highest potential, your best self. Thank you. And, uh, and Danielle, she has been my teacher. I recently got certified in level one, level one yoga training, and I love it. And yeah, I thank you for that. And then now, uh, can you let us know how can people reach you, sign up for your trainings, sign up for spiritual life coaching? Yeah, let us know. Absolutely. I have a website now. Just It's my name, DanielleJokinen.com. So you can send a little... Um, Contact me there if you want to set up a, like a personal discovery session first to see if, you know, this life coaching is a path for you to help you reach your goals. 
And then um, you can also follow me on Instagram, Danielle Jokinen. You can also follow Yod. It's Yod Yoga on Instagram and yodyoga.com as well. Mm-hmm. well. This was a great conversation. I loved our chat today. And for me, it was very enlightening. And I'm really, really glad that our listeners got to know you a little bit, your story and what you're offering. And I feel really inspired just hearing everything that you've shared today. I'm very, very grateful for you. Thank you, Danielle. You are so welcome. Well, thank you so much for letting me drop in on your your podcast this afternoon. I really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Have a great day. That was such a great episode with Danielle Jokinen. I'm so glad that I got to interview her and that you all got to hear her voice and her insight and her wisdom. So to wrap up, you know, I asked her for top three and I think actually she gave me six, (laughs) gave us six, (laughs) but who's counting? (laughs) All right. So what she shared about her, her suggestions for staying spiritually fit were movement. So movement, which included her yoga and getting outside and moving her body. So movement, meditation, getting pen to paper, which is journaling, getting outside, getting outside in nature, being in community with like-minded individuals and having a clean diet. So there you go. That Those were her, her top suggestions for staying spiritually fit. I'm so glad that you had the opportunity to listen to Danielle and listen to our conversation. And I will be back in two weeks with another episode. Can't wait for you to hear about my next guest. And next week, I'll bring you another class. You'll hear from me, a yoga or a class, a meditation. Not sure what I'm going to do. I just decide. I decide in the moment. So be in the moment, be in the present moment. And if you're listening to this on a Monday and you are an insight timer, a listener, either on the app or on insighttimer.com, I am tonight. It's Monday right now, Monday at 8.15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, California time for me. I will be leading my 30-minute Mindful Monday live stream, which is free and donations are always welcome, but it's free live stream on Insight Timer. And my Mindful Mondays are about checking in, doing a mood check with everyone. And I lead you through a meditation, a yoga nidra. And I've really been... I've been getting a kick out of some of the regulars that have been showing up. They, they type in in the chat that they're already in bed. <laughs> it's like I feel like I'm tucking people in now and putting people to sleep, which is totally fine. And then people around the world are sometimes in the morning time. So I'm setting up their day to feel relaxed and centered. So join me, Mindful Monday, on Inside Timer, Mondays, 8.15 p.m., 30 minutes Pacific Standard Time. Have a beautiful, blessed day. Peace out.